My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Sky. And today we've got we've got two little things going on today. Uh, later on in the episode, we're going to be talking about a really great actress that I think is kind of, a, well, she's a favorite of mine, I think. She might be a favorite of multiple people on here, uh, Seo Yeji. But before we do that, we have to talk about something. Um, we have to talk about Viki. Uh, and it's not, listen, normally we get on here and we're like, those damn, just pay your subbers, pay your subbers. Wait, That's I so- still stand by that because yeah, no, it would have been a great thing. The nice film Fox thing. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. Today we're going to talk about ratings. So, a little background to how we got on this. Uh, Some of us recently watched um, a very cute little web drama, the most inoffensive little thing called Mr. Heart, which was produced by Viki, um, which is the story of two runners, two male runners, who one has a crush on the other one and becomes his training partner and gives him milk as an affectionate gift. And then they run a marathon race, and they fall in love. Very sweet, very innocent, very cute. I just happened to be on Viki, just, you know, browsing, and I noticed that it was rated R. (laughs) Now, (laughs) it was PG at best, my dudes. (laughs) Well, then it also, like, prompted things, because I was like, huh, that's interesting, because I wonder what some other dramas that would be... Like, in my head, maybe potentially rated R, even though in the grand scheme of things, in, like, the normal rating system, it wouldn't be rated R. In American ratings. So I checked Come and Hug Me, you know, the murder show (laughs) about a serial killer. And we we found some interesting results for that romantic comedy that's rated (laughs) PG-13. I then went on a little journey through their uh, very limited LGBT collection. All except for one is rated R or NC-17, okay? Basically, the way it's worked out is if it's Thai or Japanese, it's rated NC-17. If it's Taiwanese or Korean... Or Chinese, it's rated R, with one exception, which is Where Your Eyes Linger, which was originally rated R, but I think people complained so much that they changed the rating to PG-13. A few of these, I'm not going to argue too much. Like the Japanese show The Novelist, since its actual title is The Pornographer, like... Okay. Okay, the NC-17 rating, I will accept it for that. The the movie Method, sure, that's an R, okay? Yeah, sure. and almost not even because of sexual content. It's more like just content in content. general. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The Taiwanese-Korean show Because of You, no way in hell is that an R. Are you kidding me? There's like nothing. There's nothing in that. There's nothing in that. But I think what made me, the one that made me laugh the hardest 
was a little film that we actually have watched and reviewed on this channel, on this <laughs> podcast. And that oh. is the, the antique. It's rated R. <laughs> <laughs> what? The movie antique is rated R. Well, I can only assume for having a gay character. But if we were to put against Mr. Hart, I would say, okay. I understand yes. that rated R and not Okay. The thing about antique that I will again, totally separate from like anyone's sexuality would mm-hmm. be an antique there is a little bit of abuse. So I mean <laughs> I'm just saying content wise, like I can honest I can kind of see that. But I can't I mean like I haven't seen Mr. Hart yet, but like I don't think no. it's going to be rated no. R. No. Is there even time for it to be rated R? Like, that's the question. (laughs) They've also rated History 2 R, um, which is actually two shows in one, uh, neither of which have any sex or anything in them. I think one has an unwrapped, like like a packet of condoms as the spiciest thing that happens in the show. Is someone I mean, owns condoms. Two has implied at the end. They yes, but it's like, that like, they, but it's like, but they're the married, thing, like, and then you cut away, like, yeah. and you were done. In a straight show, that would be PG. Like, <laughs> I just pulled up some of like to make this like topical to like tie into the latter half when we did talk about Soyeji. I pulled up some of her works that are currently on Vicky. So mm-hmm. do we want to guess what Lawless oh, Lawyer's rating uh, is? Uh, PG-13. PG-13, I'm guessing. Okay, it has go. to be at least PG-13. Okay. I'm gonna it go should be. R. I'm going to guess it, R. Should it, should, as far as what I think it should be, though, it should probably be R. Okay. Well, it is, in fact, PG-13. Yep. The genre's there's nothing fun about it. We've also noticed that the genres are very fun in these, but like it's just action, Korean drama, crime, and mystery. They have no comedy in it. But come and hug me the romantic comedy. <laughs> okay, so the thing about Lola Sawyer, I'm not saying that it's chuckle, chuckle, chuckle all the time, because it's not. There's a handful of side characters that are just comedic side characters. Like, so anytime they're on screen, it's a goobery time. There should be comedy listed somewhere. The reason I would say R for it is because there is murder and stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, it's a thing. Well, here's here's another fun one for you. The show that just recently ended, Flower of Evil. What do you think that's rated? There's... I'm going to go... It should be a minimum of R, let's be real. Mm-hmm. I, I, going by only, like, the clips, PG-13. To me, it's dark enough that there was some R stuff. I wouldn't rate these things R, but if we're saying, you know, like, if you say that Antique is R. Yes. Flower of Evil is R. You know, like, you have to carry that over. Well, that's where you're wrong, champ, because Flower of Evil is PG-13. You want to know what's also PG-13? Morum School. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's like a gel. Okay. Now. I will understand. I will give it the drinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a factor okay. sometimes. Sure, sure. You mean when they're intentionally inebriated from the adults? Like the adults? Well, they drink a lot in it. It's true. It's true. 
just as a side note, when we were like looking at other things before, I looked up at the smile has left your eyes. And one of the things we noted on that one is that the first category in the genres was idol drama, right? <laughs> yes. Do you know what genre Morm's school is? Okay, it, if, if you use, it should definitely be idol drama. It is, For in sure. fact, not an idol drama. Why are you playing us this way? It's just oh. fantasy action Korean drama. Okay, guys, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a really, 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 really difficult one. Okay. 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 What do you think Vicky has rated coffee and vanilla? (laughs) Oh, no. All right. We all remember the little sex fest that coffee and vanilla was. Triple X? I don't. Oh, no. Probably not because it's not gay. But because it's Japanese, does it automatically get upgraded? Like, who knows? This is is the fun. So, coffee and vanilla. We can all agree that Coffee and Vanilla was basically Fifty Shades, but stupider. Oh, rather, we can say it's implied Fifty Shades. I just say it, it's not like, here's my dungeon, you know, like they don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. In, in eroticism, sort of. They, they it's supposed from to it. be sexy, okay? I would put it as NC-17. Mm-hmm. It's PG. I am going to absolutely lose my mind. It's PG thirteen, everyone. Yes! <laughs> it's PG thirteen. Yep. That's kidding me. I am not kidding. Anything other than Love by Chance have NC seventeen rating? Yes, a few. I just saw that. Legitimately deserve it. A frozen flower does, but you know what? I am not going to argue with that no, rating. No. So, we have Strong Woman Dobong Soon. Oh, no. What? I want ratings and genres in this one. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Idol drama. Idol drama and should be listed somewhere. Okay. Exactly. Idol drama PG-13. We are right. It's an idol drama, and it's PG-13. <laughs> but again, Morum School. Like, literally, there's only, like, what? Three people in the main young kids class that aren't idols? <laughs> right. <laughs> to, to me, an idol drama is definitely, like, here's an idol from this group, here's an idol from that group. You know, like... Therefore, tis an idol drama. Or okay. <laughs> idol dramas that are like, a group made a drama, therefore it's an idol drama. Okay, well, um, I'm going to present to you the idol drama What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. Yes, <laughs> I saw that as well. <laughs> What's yeah. the rating on this one? Because it has some steamy parts. As far as what it should be based on all this other stuff, it should be R. But we should. know. No better. We know better because it's PG thirteen, friends. Right. And uh, okay. And let's let's talk about this for a second though. Content wise, if you take sexuality out of it again, there's some dark crud in Secretary Kim. Yeah. Not to be taken lightly. Same thing with uh, Dubong Soon too. By the way. Here's another one. Uh, the drama Before We Get Married, starring Jasper Liu. And- oh my God! Oh. This should be. Even if it was a level up in that, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, if yeah, you I wouldn't be shocked on NC-17. 
but it's they a PG like, thirteen as well. No. <laughs> no. No. Give me the genres on that is one. It, is it an idol drama I, as well? No, it just says romance. Romance and Taiwanese drama. Okay, I found one that you know what? That actually makes sense per their rules, okay? I don't know if anyone else has seen this one. Uh, the Japanese drama, Kakafukaka. Well, you told us about it a few times, yeah. which we know yeah. the premise. That is actually rated NC-17. I agree with their ratings if we relate it to other shows. However, I would only rate this an R. Mm-hmm. And it's called a romance and romantic comedy. Ro- mm, I Sure. Yes. If you close your eyes. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Now we have, like, an interesting one, though. Okay. Because it does have a gay subplot, but it is Korean. So, Hmm. I am talking of the 2019 show Love with Flaws. Which will win? Homophobia or it was on NBC? It should just probably be PG-13. I think it's going to be PG-13. You are correct. History 3 Trapped is R. Oh, Vicky. Oh, Vicky. Given the, the, like, Vicky rating system, I'll give you an R for Trapped. Because there's, like... Yeah, there's shirtless kissing. Like, not just two shirtless people kissing, but, like, kissing shirtlessness. So, okay. I guess. It's no, so like, random. Like, that's the thing. Like, when I look up that Chinese drama, Addicted, mm-hmm. which is messy and pretty sexual. Yeah. If, and not even, like, in, like, be, a fun, innocent way. Like, in, like, a really kind of fucked up way. Like, really yeah. not a good relationship going on. I Very mean, unhealthy. So, if Love by Chance is NC-17, then Addicted should be an NC-17. But it's not. It's an R. Pick a standard. Make make a standard, Vicky, and, like, go with it. Don't just decide. Soul, a.k.a. Possessed per Vicky and Cocoa, but that, that gets things complicated because there's already a Possessed. So not the recent Possessed. The... No, the one that I, was, I talked about in the horror one. Vengeful Ghost Killing People. So I will say that there's a missing genre in here. <laughs> 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 per what Vicky should be doing. So it should be R minimally. I'm like, I'm right now, sorry, I'm just very curious about the Netflix rating systems because now I'm on Netflix looking at their rating systems and they have like their own rating system. So they have like TVMA for mature audiences, but then, and that, so that counts for may not be suitable for ages 17 and under, of which they have included the show SOTUS, which if you have seen it, is definitely fine for ages 17 and I will after. see that, like, because um, Netflix actually tells you why it's rated. Mm-hmm. So it'll be TVMA, and it, I'm pretty sure it only shows you when you actually start watching it, like, because yeah. I think it's by mm-hmm. episode, and they will say things like smoking or drinking. So, like, there yeah, are so this, some... So, for example, SOTUS has TVMA for language, whereas The Untamed is TV14 but has self-harm, fear, and language. The thing that throws me about them rating things higher, like rating it mature on Netflix for language, is that often Netflix is making up swearing that's not actually there in the drama. Like, if you're watching the Korean, you're like, 
that's not. Yeah, they sometimes do it because the intention behind the one word is not actually a swear, but it's still the same effect as a a swear word. We just don't have that. So there's that. But it's like, my my question is, so for example, Meteor Garden, like the Chinese Boys Over Flowers, is rated TV-14 for language, but SOTUS is rated TV-MA for language. I don't know. Seems a little sus. If it's, you know, and I would say that Meteor Garden is... Far worse than Sodus. So, so I'm yeah. curious about Soul. What was the rating on Soul? Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, Soul PG-13, and it's not an idol drama, even though there's idol in it. <laughs> then we've got a, something a like a horror, a horror show being PG-13, according yeah. to the thing. But heaven forbid, <laughs> two boys kiss. Cause... I know. <laughs> so they have the best hit. As an idol drama, I don't think there's actually any actual idols in it, but I'm not going to argue with the idol drama. There are idols. There Uh, are? Okay. You seriously don't remember the idol? You're like, you're hurting. Okay, guys, I think, I mean, I do. (laughs) I do. She's like, dying. She's like, what? (laughs) Relax. I'm just saying that even if there wasn't, I would not argue with its calling it an idol drama. That actually fits as a genre. Because the content of the show. Yes. Yeah. And they even have, like, little cameos from groups and stuff. Monster X, right? Yeah, Monster X. Yes. Why Yugi is also... The elevator, yeah. (laughs) Why Yugi is also an idol drama. No. (laughs) But yes. Oh, if you don't label it that, you would get into trouble, but we won't go down that path. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Like, some of these, like, come on, man. Oh, Sunny Candle is also an idol drama. Like, technically, yes, but you're pushing it. Like, for example, uh, the game towards zero is not an idol drama, just if you're curious. Yeah. But, like, a show like Psychopath Diary, per their rating system, should be at least an R, but it is only a PG-13. I think we're getting to the bottom of something here. That doesn't make any sense. I'm, yes, yes. Was it the first episode we see murder? Yes. Like. <sighs> but they have decided. Two boys kissing. Worse than ever. Bring It On Ghosts is not an idol drama as well. Oh my god, this is so funny. They almost need to have, like, two separate tags, like, two separate idol drama tags. Like, idol drama because it's got an idol in it, and idol drama because it's something about idol culture. (laughs) Or Or just, like, idol, and then idol drama as, like, it's an idol drama. Yeah. Like, there's an an idol in it. I don't even see why they have to put it as an idol drama if it stars an idol. Like, so like well, I like can let's see talk it about my as... idea's Gangnam Beauty. Okay. First listed as an idol drama. But it's not. Right. Like, I like, can understand it if, like, per the way that their search terms work, they need to have that genre. So if, like, someone was like, I'm only watching things with idols in it, but they should have a distinction that it is just idol and not an idol drama. And there's also like the idol dramas that are actually idol dramas, but don't, they're not about idols. They're just made up of an idol. Um, like, um, 
these are not the uh, one I'm thinking is not Vicky, but like Remind on Netflix is an idol drama because it's literally made up of the entirety of one J-pop group. Yes. Even right. if it's not about mm-hmm. idols, there's there's got to be a distinction between mm-hmm. like an idol being in the drama. But yeah. then I, I I just look not all of Chansung's stuff says idol drama right. in front of it. But because like for example, like if my Mister was put as an idol drama, I'd be like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> like, no. And see another Oh Hey Young, which has a way hotter kiss scene than any of those BL dramas I named. PG-13. Mm-hmm. Is that an idol drama? I didn't actually check. It is not. But see, ah! I, by their own logic, it should be. <laughs> oh, the uh, OCN drama Kill It, PG-13. Just Between Lovers. What do you think? Oh, do you think it has idol I already drama? saw it. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, yeah. Yeah. Of course it does. Okay. Oh, you see. Like going through Junho's stuff, then Walk of Love doesn't have idol drama on it. Like everything else he has does. Playful Kiss is not an idol drama. So what we're saying, Vicky, is you need a standardized system. Well, okay, so Boys Over Flowers. What do you think? Idol drama. But nope. then again, I just looked at the other thing with, where he's the actual lead and he's not, it's not idol, so. No, it's not, it's not listed hmm. as an idol drama. It's PG-13 in case you're curious. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have another one for you. Okay? Mm-hmm. The show Secret Love Affair. You remember that steamy little number with you in, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Piano player. Mm-hmm. Very spicy. Was was very like risque when it came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think that's rated? Should be R, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably PG thirteen though. You'd be correct. It is PG thirteen. None of this makes sense, Vicky. Make it make sense. <laughs> yeah, I just like, looked at no uh, which is romance. All uh-huh. PG thirteen. PG thirteen. That has like a pretty spicy little scene as well it's like Mm -hmm. in the first episode because i couldn't make it past like the first episodes (laughs) but i I was there for that it kind of makes you think that like they don't have a written down radio like yeah they actually don't have it's just whoever puts it into the database decides yeah like like, and they're homophobic yeah get them out that's basically what i'm getting from this is that they are giving in to homophobia to no it's not so much like i can't it's it's not like they're just saying that it's reinforcing this concept that somehow lgbtq relationships are inappropriate right and i am inherently dirty like yeah but we literally just listed like dramas that have like almost rape scenes or at least forced yeah. consensual thing. Mhm. Yep. You're saying that boys kissing is worse than that. Yes. You're saying that like watching a, a, an entire family be slaughtered is uh, worse than, you know, maybe a boy putting his hand on another boy's knee. Oh. Think of the children, Jesse. <laughs> Won't you think of the children? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, like, what was I thinking? So even like I was saying about Flower of Evil, let's just, like, as far as discussion of a serial killer every single episode, if, it, like, if you're being heavy-handed with your ratings, you should easily put that as R. Like, mm-hmm. easy. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not being heavy handed with ratings across the board, yeah, it could be PG-13 as far as what is shown. Mm-hmm. Like if you're being like that way about it, but content wise, it's like the whole time we're talking about serial killers. So like literally everything was with the exception of Kakafukaka. If it wasn't gay, PG-13. If it was gay, R. Get it together, Vicky. Get well, it Mr. together. Mr. Hart is a very good example of how it's like ridiculous to where yeah. Mr. Hart is almost G. Like, yeah. if you're Literally, being real. If, no, like, if they showed Mr. Hart, like, a version of Mr. Hart on, like, the Disney Channel, I wouldn't bat an eye as, like, a coming-of-age, like, Disney Channel Yeah. Movie. Like, yeah, okay, sure. Imagine if you were, like, a parent who was coming in to, like, just check on the stuff that your kid was watching. Like, I would have no problem with, like, a 13, 12, 10, even a 10-year-old watching Mr. Hart. There's nothing. No. There's nothing yeah, there. Honestly, I would just, like, assume that they would be bored with it and not want to watch it. Like, that's the the problem with it. When I I was a kid, I would have loved, I would have loved it. I would have been like, this is so funny. But, like, I would have absolutely no problem with, like, I have, like, a 12-year-old niece. If she wanted to watch Mr. Hart, I'd be like, hell yeah, go to town. Nothing, nothing to see here. But, like, if I was a parent who didn't see this, like, didn't know what was up and saw R, I'd be like, oh, they can't watch that. And like, right. but, but there's no reason why not. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Like not, I was well, saying, like a homophobe, you would have no problem with. Yeah, there's worse stuff in Disney movies than there is in this show. Like, get it together, people. Well, it's not a problem until it's a problem. So, like, mm-hmm. if, and not not that like the specific example isn't a big, big deal, but if you're having a rough go, like if you are having a rough time in life and you do need a healing, warm drama, mm-hmm. it actually does matter what you're recommending to It people. really does, especially because yeah. you're like lining it up that like the person who's watching has to be talking to other people who are drama people, have to be like on social media in the bubble like and not everyone who's watching obviously are doing that because they're not showing up in any of our searches like for the amount of people who are actually subscribed to vicky and stuff like and it's shocking to go into one of those shows because like stuff like come and hug me it's right off the bat it's not you're not like really given that much of a grace period you like kind of see like some build up to it and then bam like it's there and if you don't know because you've been told it's this like really comforting show yes it can be comforting I'm sure everybody who thinks it's like comforting they realize that that's not how you would like, like yeah. Sell it to yeah yeah it just it it's detrimental but then it also is kind of detrimental to the like show it, it it's yeah. like as well because then people will put a low rating on it because it's not the show that they want because they were marketed as a different way. And then it's like, but it's not the show's fault that it was marketed by a site that's just providing free labored subtitles. Like, you know, it's it's all around bad. And just like, and then it snowballs into this where you're like, huh, this is a little iffy that all of the gay content is, then deemed bad. Hmm. Yeah, it's deemed it's deemed inappropriate. Hmm. Hmm. But violence, we're okay with violence. But 
two two men in a loving relationship. Get it. Get it out. And, you know, and this is real indicative of, like, a societal problem. So it, it often, like, when I start talking about something like this, people are like, it doesn't really matter. And I'm like, yes, in this small microcosm, for us watching stuff, it really doesn't matter if Mr. Hart is rated R. But in the larger scheme of how society treats, you know, LGBTQ plus people, like the fact that this is rated R is indicative of a much larger problem Mm -hmm. that, you know, people need to work on. Well, it's also that, like, you are literally not understanding your privilege because yeah. you can watch that and it not affect you. It doesn't bother you, but it it is going to bother even on a, like a small level. It would bother someone who is represented in that trauma. Mm-hmm. And so like not addressing it now, even though it doesn't actually personally affect you, this could mm-hmm. be a drama that like you would never even like want to watch anyway, because you're not into that genre, like period. Like, yeah, it's still, you should be using your privilege because you're part of the people that, like, aren't going to be hurt and feel like an outcast and pushed aside mm-hmm. and probably have gone away now and won't have the chance to speak up. You should be using your privilege to speak up and say something about yeah. it. Which is why we have now spent this long period of time, jokingly but also seriously, uh, being like, that's not rated R. Stop rating things R because they're gay. Rate things R for violence. Like any, yeah. you know, like a sensible as, human being. As a related side note, pay your subbers because you should. Yes, pay your subbers. <laughs> Jesus. And Please. there's too many. <laughs> and that's I not even it. me being selfish that I want subs faster. No, I do. Just, I really I mean. just think it's awful to not pay your subbers. I think that unpaid labor is always a bad thing. I will extend that even on into, like, K-pop content. I will maintain that I think that entertainment companies should also, like, they should pay Agreed. for stuff. Agreed. They should not keep using free fan labor, because that's not okay. No. Yep. You should be paid, compensated for work. And so if you're out here doing something for free, and it's not like volunteering to help your fellow man, volunteer, it's good for, you know, help out yep. people. If you're doing actual work that is benefiting someone in a monetary way, get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By providing free labor, you are not helping other people. You're helping a company not have to spend money. And as a related note, again, it's kind of another sidestep. But the fact that YouTube is taking away closed... Uh, yeah, it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever you call it user community subs community, community sub, subs yeah the accessibility issues alone are just yeah. like wow no. and see the community sub thing that's a completely different thing because these are individuals like just people who are out there just making content they're not companies they're not making millions of dollars off of their youtube channel with a thousand subscribers but like some of those thousand subscribers that someone might have might be deaf, might rely on, you know, subtitles because who knows? Like they, you know, English is their second language. They don't speak, you know, whatever language it is. And for these very small creators who can't actually afford to pay for a subtitle and often will put it in themselves, taking that away is a real douche move. Mm-hmm. 
real douche move. And it's just going to hurt so many people. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So not okay. And it's all because YouTube wants them to pay them to do it. YouTube could afford to provide the service for free. Anywho, that concludes part one of our episode. I was like, I was expecting like 10 minutes of conversation. Like we got really into it. So now we are going to talk about one of many of our favorite actresses. Uh, She just finished a stint in a, Oh, you know, a little underground show that we haven't heard of that much called uh, It's Okay to Not Be Okay yeah, on. It was super underrated. Like, Nobody's was talking about it. Yeah. Service. Um, what is it? What is the service? Neat. Netflix? Netflix. <laughs> it's something like that. Something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, we're kidding. I don't know why I have a hard time pronouncing her name, but she's wonderful. She's wonderful. She has this beautiful voice. Her voice. Voice is so nice. (laughs) I, like, need her on a radio show. Like, I would... Give me her on a neighbor show, and I just, every night, I'd have her, like, playing in the background. I don't even care if I don't understand that word she says. I'd love for her to start her own, like, ASMR channel, because oh I, yes. I would be really into that. <laughs> or even audiobooks, like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> anything, really. The, the first thing that I ever saw her in, I literally remember this. It was, it was Morham School, and I was watching it as it aired. And I remember she, like, came out. I'm like, oh, she's really cute. And then she says something. And I was like, oh, oh go, please talk more. Like, oh, like, I am into their voice. Like, it was, it's it's a real nice voice. One of the times she was on uh, Knowing Bros, they talked about that. It was kind of, mm-hmm. like, all the guys were like, whoa, your voice is kind of lower than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think that's, like, also, cause she's, like, so bubbly. And tiny. Very cute. Yeah. Like, and yeah, she has she, a very cute look to her. When she smiles, her eyes do that thing. The look, the, she smiles with her eyes. Like, she's just yeah. always so, like, sparkly. Like, <laughs> you know? Just, like, you just want to be around her. You're like, oh, you're, you seem like a great person. Like, an energy yeah. you want to be around. And, yeah. like, kind of a dork, too. Like, she's, mm-hmm. she's funny and like cute and like seems real like a real person like you know watching her on like knowing bros I was like we'd hang out with her for sure (laughs) like she just seems like somebody you'd like to like go to Norabong with or you know hang out I do think she is a little introverted and like doesn't like talk Mm -hmm. as much you never get the sense that people are uncomfortable or there's like that awkward tension that like is not a negative thing it just happens if you're like not all you know jiving with each other like but behind the scenes it just feels like the the energy of the cast is always really great like she Mm -hmm. gets along really well with people even if she's like not super outspoken about things or like you know very talkative about things Mm -hmm. because she used to have a v live 
And she did, like, a behind-the-scenes, like, be live once when she was on the set of Save Me. And, like, just everyone around was just, like, so happy when, like, she would, like, go up to them. And she'd be like, oh, it's this person. Oh, it's this person. And they're like, it's everyone. It wasn't even, like, cast members for the most part. You know, producers and directors and extras and stuff. She just seems like a cool girl. I laughed when I was watching that knowing bros and she's like I love you guys so much she's like totally fangirling about the show I love this show so much it's so good I pre- I I got ready a dance because I wanted to do a dance number and they're like uh like we didn't you're not Nidal we didn't she's like but I want to dance on your show and then she's, they're like oh is it a sexy dance and she's like yeah it's so sexy and then she gets up there and it's like the opening bars of Bang 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 start up, and she's the biggest dork ever, and she's like, and it's so good. And oh, she tried like, so hard. Up, and she's laughing as she's going, and it's so funny, and they're just like, okay, we kind of love you. And I'm like, all right, this is amazing. Like, this is so good. She has guts. She definitely yeah. has guts. You feel like she's going to be someone who would kind of stay in the same realm in terms of acting especially because Mm -hmm. of her like just her personality because she seems so like nice you can see the differences and she can be so drastically different in like things like save me versus morum school i watched some of that movie she was in quantum physics and her character in some ways you could say is is similar to her character in it's okay like it's Mm -hmm. she's got that sort of poise and that But, like, Mm. it's still a completely different character. Like, it doesn't feel like the same character at all. Yeah, I mean, like, Save Me and It's Okay. They're both dark shows, and she's still completely different in both of them. I always get impressed also when actors or actresses play characters that do have a range between being very, very elegant. Because some people are just kind of naturally elegant. They can pull Mm -hmm. that off. And then you can kind of tell that's all the roles they do. Yeah. Pretty much are the main elegant person. When someone is showing their range and they're like, no, this, you know, this is an impoverished character. This is someone that definitely doesn't have. And then they show that pretty obviously. And then, but yeah, they can also pull off this brash, but elegant person. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, her range is just so amazing. So even between the characters, yeah, that maybe two elegant characters, but they're totally different. Because it's like technically like her character in Lawless Lawyer and her character in It's Okay to Not Be Okay are outwardly elegant, but they're both completely different characters. And then her character in Morum School is like little back home country girl. Yeah, she's just like a nymph almost. To quote a thing that I hate, she's a manic fairy pixie. What are they called? Manic um, pixie dream. dream girl something like that yeah she's sort of like that but with her cute super long braids and martial arts abilities hey fun. Yeah, she's like definitely the like girl next door mm-hmm. and even like her personally i think like mm-hmm. her personality is the girl next door you're just kind of all like yeah. all in love with her no matter who you are you know and then you got save me Save Me is, like, one of my best thrillers. It's one of my favorite dramas. I can't, yeah, I can't say it's my favorite thriller because Come and Hug Me wins, but, like, I just came off of a, like, a rewatch of Save Me, and it's still as good second time. He is on my top 11 drama list, so. Oh, for sure, it's on, yeah, Yeah. that list. So, what what I've always wondered about Save Me is, 
when you do recommend it to people or how you recommend it to people or how do you gauge, how would you know if it's maybe not right for somebody? I think if I'm pitching it, it's realistic horror. Yeah. It, and then just throw in an, about cults. I think yeah. if you're like religious, like if you hear cults, you automatically know yay or nay. I think, I don't think I, mm. I need to be the person to like continue on. Like, yeah. Like that's your thing. That usually like tells you and it's dark essentially like if you don't know what the show is it's literally about a cult a religious cult that has basically taken over this town a family has come in and been indoctrined into this cult and it's about grief and ps ptsd and loss and how cults run and how they prey on the vulnerable and mm. at their like lowest states mm. yeah um yeah realistic horror is a good way to describe some like a lot of people would know oh i can handle realistic horror oh mm. probably not <laughs> you know like people like kind of know yeah, it, with that. Torture, do, you see, do you see emotional abuse and emotional torture and oh stuff? yeah for sure yeah, oh, yeah for it, sure, for sure, for sure. yeah um but I, I feel like especially when you come in knowing it's a cult that, like, I feel like anyone who is actually, like, old enough to be watching a show like that should already know the general what they're getting what into. Is, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But I still think it's great and wonderful and everyone should, if you can handle that stuff, should be watching it. Mm-hmm. And it's on Netflix. Yes. Again. Netflix. Also, like, maybe if you just, like, lead in, it's an OCN cult show. <laughs> that, that usually tells you all you need to know. Legit OCN. <laughs> Now, if you like sort of uh, more of, you know, the tense action-y stuff, but aren't really into the cult aspect, you got Lawless Lawyer just hanging out right which, there waiting for you. Which was my first exposure with her. Mm-hmm. And I-, I wouldn't really say that her character's elegant in that show. Like, to me, she's she's a lawyer, so, I mean, you get that far with elegance, I guess. But she's still, I don't know. I wouldn't have really necessarily called her elegant because, you know, she'll punch somebody. (laughs) Uh, Loved the show whenever I watched. I I think I watched it while it was airing. Mm -hmm. I remember right. I don't think Lawless Lawyer is for everybody because, I mean, it's definitely not a save me level of anything. If you're watching the show, you have to be cool with like, okay, you're going to get a fair bit every episode about talking about corruption. It, it's definitely a let's talk about corruption and manipulation type mm. stuff, which it's, it, it never really gets boring, especially the first watch. I did start rewatching it. I didn't have enough time to like rewatch the entire thing. And I was trying to like pay attention to her acting more this time, you know, like rather than just piecing together what was going on the first go round. I mean, I love, love, love Lois Lawyer, but people who aren't into action really like that, those parts will be boring to you. And if you don't have patience for the corruption stuff. Yeah. I think that's my problem with it is because like, I like action, but like I get tired and corruption stuff bogs me down. (laughs) Corruption heavy handed towards kind of gangster ish corruption, Mm -hmm. like within Mm -hmm. city level government. So like, you know, once you're talking about like who's mayor and who's not mayor and who's judge and who's, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're talking about that a lot. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Yeah. How many times do we have to discuss who's going to be mayor? You know, like that type of thing. Like, like it's save me, it's also corruption as well because of the, you know, cult and the yeah. politics involved. But yeah, 
There's levels. There's differences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was the second female lead, and I feel like I'm probably the only one who's seen it, but it was a Super Daddy Y'all. I which... started to watch it on um, On Demand Korea for this, because mm-hmm. I've wanted to watch it for so long, because sports. But, you know, they don't have subs on ODK. Yeah. So, but you can kind of, like, I watched, like, the first half of the first episode, and you kind of... It's cute. What's it's, going on. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, like, sad cute, where it's, like, cute, but it's, like, but the plot is... <laughs> Plot is kind of sad, like, <laughs> so basically, she, okay, so it's got a very similar plot to Marriage Contract, if you know what I'm well, talking about. To, to me, it's not a spoiler, I mean, to me, it's more of a trigger warning, the fact that cancer is involved. Yeah, like, so you know, basically, the main, the main female <laughs> yeah. lead is a single mom, and she gets diagnosed with terminal cancer, so oh. she goes and looks up the girl's dad, who's a baseball player. Samia, she plays like, she works for the baseball team that he works for and has the hots for him. Oh. Uh, Which she uh, only spent in like, in the half hour I watched, she was in like three minutes, but I could tell already that just from the way she would like look over her shoulder at him, I was like, yep, she's into him. (laughs) I can tell. It's like cute, like it's like a cute but sad show but it's like it's one of those where it's like why would anyone like this guy like yeah sure he's good looking but he's like fucking loser <laughs> like you're just like you're like okay like literally the two women want this guy <laughs> what I really liked about it at the very beginning is that it's very clearly an homage to the Kevin Costner baseball movie for love of the game because that opening scene with like mm-hmm. him going to play and she's like leaving town and like turns on the baseball game at the airport or whatever. I'm like, that's that whole movie. That's the premise of that whole movie is her sitting in the airport watching her boyfriend. She's breaking up with play baseball. It's it's not bad. It's, you know, I've seen way worse shows. I did want to say about Lola's Lawyer, like, she did a great job in Lola's Lawyer. Yes. I don't think I said that mm-hmm. officially. Like, really, really good. I recommend it. Murim School, so that's a thing. Oh, Murim School. In a <laughs> shocking turn of events, Jesse fell in love with Murim School. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> no, like, like, I love hardcore. it, too. I started it at 1 a.m., like, this morning, 1 a.m. <laughs> I'm on episode 14. <laughs> Yeah, no, like there's there's something about it. Like, it there's you. some really good acting going on in that okay, show. Okay, there is. I think the show for what its age like target and audience target it is, it's actually really good. But yeah, it just got me. It got me like within the first episode, and I was like, because honestly, I was gonna there's watch that, something about that, um, it. That quantum physics or whatever movie is like my last thing, and I just didn't want to watch it and I was like okay so I'll just watch one episode of Morham School one episode of Lawyer's Lawyer get some like variety in Mm -hmm. in it and I watched one episode of Morham School and I was like huh (laughs) (laughs) and then two became ten you know it's like while you're watching it you're like you're like this is kind of dumb like it's kind of dumb but then you're the more you watch it you're like but I want 
I want more. I want well, more. The story doesn't think it's dumb as well. Like it, no, it right. just, it is what it is. And it doesn't like try to bog down on like specific things. Cause that's not the point. Like you're just yeah. supposed to be in it for this. Which I guess we didn't, like, explain what Morum School is. How do you describe it? Morum means martial (sighs) arts, first of all. But there's, like, the tiniest bit of maybe supernatural that they might be just playing off as martial arts skills. Because only one person, I don't know, spoiler alert, (laughs) (laughs) has it. I remember the whole show I kept on being like, oh, like, can everybody do this? But, no, but then like, no. there's also the force that keeps them hidden, the school hidden. Uh-huh. And that's supernatural, and it does have supernatural in the tags. And yeah. he kind stops of, a lot of things. Makes me think of, like, if I were describing it to other, you know, like, non-K-drama watchers, I'd kind of be like, you know, it's kind of along the lines of something like Sky High or, like, you know, that idea of, you know, supernatural high school of some sort. You know, like, uh, just kind of got that. It's like a spy because I don't want you to go into it thinking it's supernatural. And then every time something cool supernatural that could happen doesn't happen, you kind of get a little sad. Like, you know, there's a part where one of the characters gets scratched by a wolf. And I was like, please be a werewolf. Please be a werewolf. Please be a werewolf. It didn't happen. Granted, it's like not the end of the world. Obviously, I'm on episode 14. It hasn't even been 24 hours since I started this thing. It's very light. It's a high school drama. Well, not even a high school, because they're all college students. I also liked the fact that there were international students in the mix. There were international professors. Like, I thought that was pretty fun. And we talked about this before. Like, almost the entirety of the, like, young cast in this is idols. Like, you have the, the, the second male lead. It's the guy from Vix. You have mm-hmm. one of the kids from You Kiss. You have Shannon. You have um, Zihara or Zihara. I don't know how to actually pronounce her name. There's just a, a good amount of, of people in it <laughs> that are just all idols. But they do fine. Like, it's not terrible. And when I was saying the actor was really good, I was mostly meaning, like, the main, you know, the main cast. Because I, I thought mm-hmm. they did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. It also has my favorite person who's, like, I'm in love with her, and I don't actually know why I'm in love with her, but I just am. She's, like, a good actress. She plays the second female lead, though. She's She's also, I love her. Like, I don't, I I can't describe to you how much I love her, because I just do. It's just, oh, Young Eugene. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone who is listening to us (laughs) knows her. She was in Romance as a bonus book. She was in W. She was in Still 17. But she's just so good. And in this show, she is my favorite character. She's just great. I love her. Mm -hmm. She's so good and so cool. Like, uh, pretty much every girl character is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. They don't throw those girls under the bus so far. I mean, I got two and a half more episodes, but like, you know. (laughs) They don't. So you'll be happy to know. Not yeah, to, ruin to, me, it for like, you. to me, when I was watching, it's like candy. For some reason, I was just like, yes, I'm just going to eat all this. <laughs> like, so she there, does really good job. There's something about it. it. Yeah, she does. Yeah, and it's a completely different character. Mm-hmm. Completely different than any of the ones that we've been talking about. So cute. She is so cute in that show. Yeah. <laughs> she does a lot of her eye smile stuff. It's like, oh. I'm going to admit that Horong. Her, her 
wrong. Or wrong. Not my fave. I've only seen, like, episode one quite a while ago. I watched the first half, and then I gave up. I was like, I can't anymore. I just can't. I'm sorry. How was her role in it? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember her standing out. I, she was good. She was okay in it. Like, it, I don't remember a lot about her <laughs> character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not sure that... I think her character comes into play more in the second half as well. Like the first half mm-hmm. is a lot of um, set up with the whole mistaken identity and, and different stuff going on there and, and setting up the characters and things. So I don't, yeah, that's probably part of the reason why I didn't make it past episode eight was because I watched eight episodes and I don't remember a whole lot about it <laughs> so that no. probably tells you something let, let that let that say what it says <laughs> yeah know? it wasn't bad it just wasn't as good as what I wanted it to be it wasn't mm-hmm. you know what it's probably one of those ones where it wasn't what I was hoping for going into it so basically I went into it post um Scarlet Heart thinking like it should be the fun version of that, you know what I mean? Like the, the cutesy yeah. bromance stuff, and it had some of that. It definitely did have some, but overall, it wasn't as fun as it felt like it should be in mm-hmm. the first, you know, in the beginning bit. So I was like, meh, nah. <laughs> and I, th- I think that's fair. But it was pretty. It was pretty. <laughs> it was, I will it was give pretty. them that. But also at the time, I was very big into um, the giraffe. What's his name? I can't remember his name. Kwangsu? Yes, Kwangsu. So I love Kwangsu. <laughs> and so he's in it for like an episode. And then he's... Then he's not. Spoiler alert. <laughs> then he's not in it anymore. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. Fine. I then he just... Not in it anymore. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Technically, my first exposure to Soyeji is actually in the Running Man episode that she's in. Oh, yeah. She's in one with uh, Jesse and um, the girl from AOA, the one who's in the news now. But, like, there's, like, one of the, um, it's that comedian that she's always with, um, uh, Nare because she's super tall and so Nare's super yeah, short. You know who I'm talking about? Friends. Yeah, it's a it's a fun episode. <laughs> it's the one that like they're they're paired up like like they're the brides. So if you've ever mm-hmm. seen that one, yeah, it's a good one. And she's like Gary's bride, I think. Yeah, and he just spends the entire time just being like flustered by her because <laughs> she just like spends the entire time laughing at everybody because she just finds oh, yeah. everybody super funny. I read an interview. I remember back when Morum School was airing. Like, she, okay, so she went to school for journalism. She actually went to college mm-hmm. in Spain, yeah, which I think pretty is fluent. pretty cool. But I remember back when I was uh, watching Morum School, I was reading, like, an interview. And so, and she was saying, like, you know, if you weren't an act, like, you know, if you weren't an actress, like, what would you, what would you be doing? And she said she wanted to be a sex ed teacher. Oh. <laughs> and I think oh. that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I was That's like, because on Noi Rose, what? she said she would be a vet. She changed so it up. I doubt that they would let her say sex ed teacher. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, That's true. It's a really honorable 
like Profession. career path to do like that really oh, yeah. it's it's something that like it needs to be more present and more yeah. accessible and more like an actual job not just like the gym the, teacher does it and yeah hour yeah i'm like you know the football coach yeah. why uh-huh. just because he has some hours free we briefly touched about movies mm-hmm. kind of like discussed i just remembered the one movie that i thought I needed to bring up um, because tis the season. Because this is also kind of why we picked her for uh, our October like spotlight was that like she's kind of in some like you know creepy stuff. So maybe it fits with the Halloween season. Um, she's in a horror movie that you can watch. It's called Warning: Do Not Play, and I watched it and I thought it was really good. But if you're looking for like a a suggestion on a horror film. That you can watch. I watched it on Shudder, which is... I'm pretty sure it's exclusive to Shudder, so... But, like, I'm pretty sure you can get, like, a freebie month or freebie week or something. Mm-hmm. You could just watch it there. Because there's also other Korean horror movies, if you want. But, like, a lot of other, her other movies are very much inaccessible. Yeah. But we did horror. watch The Bros, and she has yes. a guest role in that. Yes! <laughs> that we all kind of forgot about. Well, and I mean, to be fair, we're old, and it was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> and she was obviously not one of the bros. Therefore. No. Yeah. She's not one of the bros, and she is not the mystery woman. We don't necessarily recommend the bros unless you're just really no. hurting for just whatever. Yeah, if you want to, like, go. It's not, like, night, bad. But it's, but it's not good. If you have to search for it, don't try hard. <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure yeah. we watched it on like Netflix or something. Yeah, I think, I think we watched it on Netflix too. Like I said, I started Quantum Physics. It's on Vicky. I watched about 15 or 20 minutes. I was bored. It's not bad, you know, where you can kind of see where it's going. And I mean, it's in the descriptions. It's it's gonna be corruption and stuff. And just because it's Korean. Mm-hmm. I had a real strong sense that it's not going to end well. Like, we're not talking about a happily ever after. It's probably not going to wind up with everybody dead. But they're probably, this bar club that they're starting is not going to wind up being the toast of the town. And, like, everybody makes lots of money. You don't say. You don't say. Yeah. It just, I was like... I'm not really enjoying this enough to like get to the end and be mad. So I think I'll just stop now. So, but she was good in it. I did watch the drama special. She was in the KBS drama special, three female runaways. Oh yeah. Cause I've talked about this before. The KBS uh, drama specials are uploaded and subbed on KBS's official site. So they're a really great option for anyone trying to, find something small to watch that like maybe not even like investing your time on a movie length of a thing. Mm -hmm. It was okay. I didn't like particularly like it, but there's like, it's an interesting, like the three females is her. Then you have uh, Jang Hee Jin. um, And then uh, Pak Hae Mi, which she's in a a bunch of stuff. Like interesting because it's three women in weird spots. Yeah relationships not just like love relationships kind of finding each other after they've run away from that thing 
And it's, like, interesting because the dy- dynamic is that you have, like, Soyuji's character who's the high school student as opposed to, like, the other one who's, like, you know, a mother. And, her, like, mm. her age mother. Mm. So then, and then the other girl's in her, like, 20s, 30s. So, like, you have all three of the ages kind of coming together and kind of sharing a, a relationship as one. And, Sky, you watched or started watching Night Watchman's Journal, right? Yes, and I, I began it. I watched I the started first it episode. Too, but I she's did not in the first, like, three episodes, so... Right. I, didn't have, I gave up after the first episode. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. always the way, though? Just to preface why I watched it, which, I mean, I could have randomly watched it, but no, I was watching it for a horror episode, which that makes it even funnier, right? Like, yeah. the, the, you know... It's definitely you tried not so hard. Like, you tried so hard to watch it. <laughs> well, and it's because, like, you know, is in it. I was like, okay, it sounds fun. I should try. <laughs> well, when you don't have any of the people that I'm trying to watch, <laughs> in the first episode, and uh, then like, and you're, and it's not, yeah. So anyway, it might be fine. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I tried know. the first episode. I actually like was doing a readathon where the the prompt was that you were I was reading everything with the in, and in the title they had to have the word night in it. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll like watch a drama with night in it. And then at that time, I also knew that we were doing this episode. And it was like, T- kill two birds with perfect. one stone. This perfect. is perfect. And then I watched the first episode and I was like, no. And then I went to the <laughs> other. Horror as Segu, the other night one, which has mm-hmm. the other kind of the scholar who walks too. at night. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I tried both of theirs, and I was like, I'm sorry, it's not happening. And I was like, Oh no, what am I gonna do? I ended up I on finishing of, Nightmare High, so whatever. <laughs> I kind of liked it. I might, I don't know, I might stick with it. It's got strong like. Um, like Chinese, like Zhangjia kind of vibes to yeah, it. The, it's it's got that sort of night hunt cultivator kind of thing going on. It was a little depressing because like everything I liked about the first episode kind of goes away in a really bad way. It's probably I would say too long. Like it's like 24 episodes, and mm. so they spend too much time again on the backstory and the setup. Right. Like, Get to the grown-ups. Like, just stop, right? I don't need... If you wanted a backstory, you probably could have done all that in, like, 20 minutes. If you really had to. Three episodes in, (laughs) we're still in the past. Like, I still haven't hit, you know. And the description is, like... It's, like, teenage Ghostbusters or something. And I'm like, hmm, not really? Like, it's not, not yet. You definitely fun. don't get that it's in the not... first episode. No, and like any ghostbustering that happens, it's neat. And I think some of the special effects are kind of cool. And it's it's got some cool aspects to it. So I mm. might stick with it. But I also have a really strong sense of it's a Seguk and it's going to be heavy on the, you know, politics, the palace politics. Yeah. Clearly, the the demons and ghosts are just going to be used as a plot device for the palace politics, which no thanks. I'm good. (laughs) And also like partially I was like, Ooh, I'm super into this character. And by the end of episode three, he's dead. 
and also turned evil <laughs> and then died. So like, okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that got Natalia going. I don't know why that was so funny to me, but it's like, yeah, then, you know, he was evil and then died. <laughs> well, basically. It's so. been fun. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I guess if you're like into this like type of drama, this would be perfect time to watch it because it's on theme. If you're looking for on theme viewings. It's possible that it might be kind of one of those that kind of like Lost Tomb to where you could maybe put on the background while they're talking about politics all the time. Or like all of a sudden when they have like a fun supernatural fight, like, ooh, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, like, especially if you like that type of drama, like maybe the like added you know, paranormal aspect is a really fun little addition. And so, and you'll get to, you know, Soyeji's character finally, and yeah. <laughs> you can tell us about it. <laughs> Let's talk about It's Okay to Not Be Okay, because it was such a small oh. title. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> I kind of forgot. <laughs> she was great funny. in that. Oh my God, she, she was, was amazing. So her clothes, what? her she hair. all the clothes. Her character. Lizzie was so into her. She just told me oh. all about it. <laughs> It's you one of the dramas where her voice completely fit the character. Like, yeah. so, you know, so good. Yeah. Oh. Some people really might be put off the first episode or two with that character because of the character's choices. However, like, eventually you do see how grounded that character does become, like, how much grief and stuff. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a reason behind it. It's not just something that you'll yeah. never dress and... I think there's like, yeah. there's something to be said about accepting flawed characters when there's a reason behind it. Like, mm-hmm. just because... And, and they slowly unpack. Like, it's not a... Yeah. We're going to do everything. And she has, like you said, like, reasons, and they're yeah. good reasons. Like, it's not... It's not like a lot of the crappy chival dudes that you'll see in dramas where they're just basically crappy because they're spoiled it's not that with her yeah and it's just essential to the story in general so like you can't have one or the other and weirdly because like i watch random youtube i like watch a lot of like booktube a lot of people watched it's okay to not be okay and it's the only okay drama they've ever watched imagine that being your introduction yeah, wow. and they're all like yeah. loving, and I'm like, because I had some, I got some bad news, my friends. It's kind <laughs> of like a few years ago when everybody here. started on on Goblin, and then you're like, you're like, I got oh, something to tell you about production values, my yeah. friends. Like, <laughs> yeah, or like the actual like normal way that a K drama works per what like is Korean entertainment. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're gonna be <laughs> surprised. Especially, especially, okay, imagine that you watch that and, and the way they handled mental illness and a lot of things, and then you go into another K-drama that, like, it says <laughs> mental illness is discussed. Like, if you go to, like, oh, kill me, oh, heal me. Kill me, heal me. Yeah, yeah that no, that's a... gonna hurt. Or, like, what's that one? Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both of those. oh boy. <laughs> I actually, you know what? An unpopular opinion. That that show's better than Kill Me, Heal Me in every single way. <laughs> All right. But it's still not 
it's still not. But I'm not good. Yeah. I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> In terms of that I'm subject. Saying they, came, they came out at the same time, and it's like, if you're going to pick a drama about multiple personalities, go with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, or Je- Hyde Jekyll and Me, I think is the name. Yeah, yeah. I would say if you watched It's Okay, and that was one of your first, and you're looking for more that have to do with mental health, Go to the other one that's called It's Okay, because that one is, yes. deals with it pretty well also. It's Okay, That's yes. Love. It's it Okay has. to Not Be Okay. Those are the bookends. Stick the with those ones. best found family yeah. ever. Oh, so good. good. Look at we just like, brought well it back with... to Kwong Su again. Yeah. Look at that. Full circle. Kwong... Full that was circle. my first Kwong Su. Uh-huh. I appreciate the fact that you forgot his name and you called him the giraffe. <laughs> giraffe. It's because like, what he is in the You're not wrong. Man. You're not <laughs> wrong. He's so tall. That's all he gets. Like stuffed animals. With yeah. Giraffes on him. Oh, and then there's that whole episode where they go to the zoo and he's just talking to the giraffes. <laughs> but it's okay to not be okay. Like, anytime she cried or something, it was like breathtakingly good. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. well acted. Yeah. Mm hmm. And she was good with every character in that show. Like, yeah. and it, it just, like, worked really well. She just, like, had, she, like, Sonya Jane just has a good grasp of who mm. she's around and how to work with them. And it's just, like, a, not a lot of actors have that. Yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's okay, especially in It's Okay to Not Be Okay, like, the way that she's is with one person is going to be different than the other, but she still has to be in this like very demanding role. That's probably got to be one of her most demanding roles mm. in general. Mm-hmm. Like I think I feel like Save Me is probably, but like not who she is. So she's completely yeah. acting that has the most demanding, and she can still just mm-hmm. present with her character the way that she does. I think she does a great job. She's great, man. And She's great. It's Okay to Not Be Okay is not necessarily a light show. No. So you're aware. It does have comedic parts. And it's not a save me, Dark. No. No. Anyway, this has been our episode where we touched upon Viki's bizarre rating system and classification system, as well as one of our favorite actresses, Seo Yeji, who's fantastic, and you should all check out her stuff if you haven't already. Uh, anyway, I hope you have a fan. We hope you have a fantastic week. And if you enjoy listening to us, thank you for doing so. But if you want to mix up where you find us, we are on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Play. Amazon Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, and of course, all of our episodes are on our website, certifiednewness.com. In addition, if you want to become a sponsor of this website, we love all of our sponsors. They keep the lights running, as it were. Uh, you can go to ko-fi.com slash certifiednewness in order to become one of our certified fam, one of our certified fam family. We love everyone there. We put up a few little extra things and extra bits that get cut out of the episode and et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, we hope that you have a fantastic week and are enjoying safely some your October spooky month. Maybe watch a couple horror things. Maybe check out, you know, some of the things that we mentioned that might be good for the spooky month. And keep wearing a mask, wash your hands, and have a fantastic week. Bye! Bye. Bye.